Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Here's what it's like to accidentally expose the data of 230 million people. By Andy Greenberg. Steve Hardegree hadn't even gotten to the office yet, and his day was already a waking nightmare. As he googled his company's name that morning last June, Hardegree found a growing list of headlines pointing to the 10-person marketing firm he'd founded three years earlier, Exactus, as the source of a leak of the personal records of nearly everyone in the United States. A friend in an office adjacent to the one he rented as the company's headquarters in Palm Coast, California, had warned him that TV news reporters were already camped outside the building with cameras. Ambulance-chasing security firms were scrambling to pitch him solutions. Law firms had rushed to assemble a class-action lawsuit against his company, all because of one unsecured server. As you can imagine, Hardegree says, I went into panic mode. The day before that scrum, Wired had revealed that Exactus exposed a database of 340 million records on the open Internet, as first spotted by an independent security researcher named Vinny Troya. Using the scanning tool Shodan, Troya identified a misconfigured Amazon Elasticsearch server that contained the database and then downloaded it. There he found 230 million personal records and another 110 million related to businesses, more than 2 terabytes of information in total. Those files didn't include credit card information, passwords, or social security numbers, but each one enumerated hundreds of details on individuals, ranging from the value of people's mortgages to the age of their children, as well as other personal information like email addresses, home addresses, and phone numbers. Exactus licensed that information to marketing and sales customers so that they could integrate it with their existing databases to build more comprehensive profiles. But privacy advocates have warned that those same details, left open to the public, could just as easily allow spammers or scammers to profile targets. The sort of accidental mass data exposure Exactus experienced is hardly unique, given the string of similar or worse private data info spills that have happened even in the months since. Much rarer, however, is Exactus founder Steve Hardegree's willingness to talk to Wired about that experience, being the company at the center of a nationwide data privacy fracas, as well as dealing with the legal 
bureaucratic, and reputational fallout. The result is a cautionary tale about the liability that a massive data set can create for a tiny company like Exactus. It also hints at just how easy it's become for small firms to wield massive, leak-prone databases of personal information, without necessarily having the resources or know-how to secure them. But first, Hardegree wants to make a point. The Exactus data exposure was no breach, he says. He takes issue, even with calling it a leak. Hardegree insists that while the data was left exposed online in early June of last year, only for a matter of days, Hardegree says, though Troya claims it was more like months, the company's logs and an external security audit seem to show that no outsiders actually accessed it other than Troya. The data was secured in response to Troya's warning prior to Wired's story. We don't believe it ever leaked, Hardegree says. Troya counters that he took a screenshot last July of a listing on a dark web forum called Kickass that appeared to be selling at least part of the Exactus data. But Hardegree says that Exactus included false seed personas in the database, designed to serve as a test to see if it had leaked, a standard marketing industry technique. Hardegree says he's continued to monitor those seeds personally, and none have received any emails that would indicate a leak, spam, phishing, or otherwise. He also says he's been in contact with the FBI and claims the agency has been scanning the dark web for the exactest data and found none. The FBI declined Wired's request to comment on or confirm this. Death Threats and Hives Whether criminals took the data or not, the exposure effectively ended Exactus. Though the company hasn't declared bankruptcy, Hardegree says he's given up on making money from it and plans to focus his efforts on another startup. After the flood of news coverage following Wired's story, the company's customers largely abandoned it. Partners with whom Exactus had traded data, or whom it used to verify data, asked to be taken off the Exactus website. Equifax went so far as to send a cease and desist letter to compel Exactus to stop using its name on its website, Hardegree says. A cruel irony, given Equifax's own massive privacy scandal. Eventually, the three most senior executives who held stakes in Exactus, other than Hardegree, walked away too. I've lost the business, Hardegree says. In the meantime, Hardegree says that he and his company have been hit with thousands of angry emails and phone calls, including multiple death threats. Hardegree even claims Exactus was targeted at one point with a flood of junk traffic that took down its website. I'm terrified, and my wife and kids are terrified. Hardegree said in a phone call with Wired in the midst of that backlash's first days last July. It's been a bit devastating. After a scandal broke, Hardegree went on a working vacation to North Carolina, but says his stress over the situation was so severe that he broke out in hives and had to go to the hospital for treatment. In a final indignity, Hardegree received a text alert from LifeLock, an identity theft prevention service to which he subscribed. It was warning him about the threat to his privacy from his own company's data exposure. I was mentally wrecked, he says. In the months since then, Hardegree says he's dealt with inquiries from more than a dozen state attorneys general, who were concerned about the potential for abuse of Exactus's data, as well as the FBI. Though he notes that all have since stopped questioning him. The class action lawsuit against Exactus, led by the Florida law firm Morgan & Morgan, hasn't been dropped, 
but hasn't progressed to trial. Hardegree believes it has stalled, given that his company simply has no money to pay damages, even if any damage could be shown. Morgan and Morgan did not respond to an inquiry from Wired. Hardegree has been left to deal with this lingering legal and bureaucratic mess largely alone. Among those who have departed the company were his three partners, two of whom handled the company's technology and security of its data, and whom Hardegree blames for exposing the company's Elasticsearch database online in the first place. Neither of those ex-partners responded to Wired's request for comment. The ordeal has been a grueling lesson for Hardegree, who says that he's learned the hard way how much even a tiny firm like his has to prioritize security. Be careful with your data, and be careful with the people who manage your data, Hardegree says. I hired some guys that were careless. But at the end of the day, it's the CEO who's responsible. I take responsibility. Final Objections On some points, however, Hardegree remains defiant. He calls Troya, the researcher who found his exposed data, not a good guy, and accuses him of tanking Exactus in order to raise his own profile. He points out that Troya contacted Wired before he contacted Exactus about its data exposure, and sent the company a marketing brochure after his initial email, which Hardegree and his staff saw as a kind of shakedown. He also alleges that Troya may have broken the law by downloading the exposed data, a fairly common practice among security researchers, and again by giving a copy of it to the breach notification service haveibeenpwned.com. I could sue him in civil court or press criminal charges, but I don't think it solves anything, Hardegree says. Troy admits that he does feel bad for playing a role in killing Exactus, but he doesn't regret his actions. If I hadn't found it, somebody else would have down the line, he says. At the end of the day, the door was wide open, and he was leaking data on all these people. Hardegree also still maintains that the data Exactus aggregated, and then exposed, wasn't actually sensitive, and that the outrage over its exposure was overblown. He says much of it was pulled from sources like public records and census data. Exactus combined that public information with data it traded for and bought, with sources ranging from payday loans and auto companies, to surveys to registration forms for business publications. Hardegree claims that hundreds of small companies possess similar data. He argues that anyone can buy a less refined version of the same collection, what's known as a consumer master file, for around $1,000. This data is out there, and it always has been out there, Hardegree says. But Troy Hunt, the security researcher and data breach expert who manages Have I Been Pwned, says that the exactest data was indeed sensitive enough to justify the wave of pain that hit the company after its security lapse. He argues the data is, in fact, sufficiently detailed to contribute to identity theft, and certainly detailed enough to creep out anyone who finds themselves in it. I'm playing a very small violin right now, Hunt says of Exactus's post-exposure troubles. They're saying, look, we went and scraped up a bunch of people's data without their expectation it would be used in this way and certainly without any informed consent. Then we failed to secure it properly. Now we're upset something bad happened to us as a result. They're not going to get that much sympathy from anyone for that. The New Normal But Hunt does agree with at least one of Hardegree's points, a growing mass of startups that does seem to possess and analyze outsized amounts of consumer data that wouldn't have previously been possible for small firms. 
He points to both Apollo I.O. and Verifications I.O. as examples of obscure firms who have recently exposed massive troves of consumer data. Verifications I.O., for instance, seemed to have been so fly-by-night that it responded to its data leak by taking down its website and hasn't restored it since. You can thank cloud services and computing advances for that mismatch between the size of a company and the amount of data it can hold, says Hardegree. You used to need supercomputers to do this. Now you can do it from a PC, he says. The Privacy Rights Clearinghouse, which tracks U.S. data breaches, says it didn't possess data about the size of the companies that spilled 1.37 billion records total in just the last year. But the group's policy counsel, Emery Rohn, says that given technological advances and a lack of accompanying regulations, an uptick in big breaches from small firms seem like a natural outcome. I'm not at all surprised that there are companies like Verifications.io and Exactus all over the country that have bought or are able to collect extreme hoarding levels of data, Rohn says. It's possible because of the technology, but also because we don't have strong protections. While Hardegree at some points defended and downplayed his company's privacy mishap, at other points in conversation, he seemed to acknowledge the example his company has served as a small firm that's paid the price for a massive data exposure. Not a unique one, perhaps, but one among a growing class of small data aggregators that was unlucky enough to have been caught with its firewall down. I didn't want to be the poster boy for this, Hardegree told Wired in one of his more resigned moments, but it has changed the way I feel about privacy. All of us need to be responsible for protecting this information. If you can't protect the data, you shouldn't be in this space. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.